Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I think we ought to start this week out by rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing in the Lord. The Bible says in chapter 4 of Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, rejoice. People of God, are you ready to rejoice? I'm ready to rejoice. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I come to you today asking you to be with us, asking you to guide me as I share from the book of Philippians. And God, that may we be encouraged by the words that were laid out for us to understand. Help us to grasp a hold of those words. Help us to live by those truths. Help us never to give in to the world and its philosophies. And Lord, all the things that are going on and, and try to justify what, what's right and what's wrong. Lord, help us to live by the word of God. You have implanted it in our hearts and minds. You've given us Bibles all around the world. The, the greatest book ever written, the most books ever sold is the Bible. And I pray people would read them and live by them. Thank you, Lord, for your dear people that are listening today. Bless their lives in a powerful and mighty way. I'm just so glad, folks, for you guys who listen so faithfully. I'm, there, there's a number of people that I talk to regularly. One of them is my my friend, uh, John and Diane, that come to our sing, uh, joy group in our church, and they're just the dearest, dearest people. And uh, he keeps me on my toes because he says, oh, well, when you said this or said that, and usually it's two or three weeks prior because I've already, uh, I, I pre-record these shows, but but I appreciate uh, I appreciate how well people listen like that. And, and I have my friend, as you all know, in Washington, Julie, who listens uh faithfully and uh, so thankful for people like that. And I can name all sorts of people that I know that listen faithfully, but you know what? I hope more than anything else, they listen to the word of God. All of us would listen to the word of God and we would live by it. So anyway, I started with chapter four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Then he goes on to say this. Well, let's talk about that for a second. You know, sometimes when it says rejoice in the Lord always, it's not always easy to rejoice. When you've got things going south in your life and things that just don't seem to be working out, and it's just hard to rejoice in those things. You're having a really bad day at work. But I'm telling you, when you do, when you recognize God and say, Lord, I rejoice in you. I praise your name. Lord, the day's going to be better. The day is going to be better. When we can switch our attitudes around and turn things around, we will see the power of God unfold in our lives in a wonderful way. And then we can leave the our, our work and go out and maybe it's grabbing a, a soda or a coffee or a, or a hot chocolate on the way to work and running into people and, and you can just be happy. You can be happy. You may not feel that way inside, but you rejoice because you serve the Lord God Almighty. Then he says, he follows this up by saying, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let everyone see your gentleness. He is telling us, don't be harsh people. Don't be harsh. You all know harsh people. I know harsh people that just come across harsh all the time. He says, let your gentleness be be evident to all that people will see God in you. 
You know, he said the Lord is near. He is near all those that call upon his name. He is near all those that have accepted him as Lord and Savior and will and will guide your life and will be there. He sent his Holy Spirit for us. And I'm telling you something. We need the Holy Spirit to guide our steps, to give us courage, to give us boldness, to help us through those struggles that we deal with. And we all deal with struggles. Then he says this. This is a hard one for me. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Now, the prayer part isn't hard for me. It's the do not be anxious about anything. Do not worry. I tend to worry about things. I've got to get over that. And now I'm almost 68 years old, and I'm trying to get over worrying about situational things. You know, be anxious about nothing, but give it to God in prayer and petition. And then he says, not only by prayer and petition, but with thanksgiving, thanking him for the opportunity that you can grow through the trials that you're going through, that you can grow through the struggles that you have. I lost my spot. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He will guard you if you honor him, if you call upon him, if he is on your heart all the time. And this is, I like this. My wife memorized this years ago, and I've been, I've been, uh, I've been quoting some of this uh, from time to time. It's the, verse 8, and I'm going to read several verses in a row. It says, finally... Brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Well, I like that because... Sometimes we have thoughts that come through our mind or we get angry. We have all sorts of things. You know, I just, I, I've been quoting this thing about, think about such things. Things are excellent and praiseworthy. I want to think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. When I have a bad thought going in my mind about something, I, I've just been quoting scripture, trying to get my mind on something else. And it has been wonderful. I've been doing this the last couple months. It's just has been a great gift, the Word of God, to be able to share when you're going through these things. Because your mind, like my mind, we are they drift sometimes. And sometimes somebody will say something that will send us in the wrong direction or make us think the wrong things. That's what we got to say. Whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent, think on these things. Whatever you've learned, respond to. Let God do some great things. Then this goes kind of into a different category, but yet it still talks about rejoicing. This is verse 10. He says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Well, obviously the Philippian people, the church at Philippi, had showed their concern for the Apostle Paul, showed that they cared about him. You know, I've got many people in my congregation that have shown concern for me, that have cared for me, that have watched over me and have encouraged me through good and through bad times. Years ago, 32 years ago, when we lost our son in that car accident, the church was small at the time, very small at the time, but the people surrounded us. The people were there for us. Do you know 
that first couple weeks after my son's accident, from around around here, around the uh, nation, and and from our city, I we received. I believe it was somewhere in the neighborhood of six hundred cards that came in, and uh, not only that, they gave some people gave us a gift to try to help us with things, and we received over seven thousand dollars that came in the mail. That people were showing their love, showing their concern for us. How amazing is that? It touched our lives in such a powerful way because there is nothing that I can think of that hurts so much as losing your child. In our case, a five and a half year old child who is our only son. But you know what? God's people respond. God's people loves you. God's people care for you. And that's what the people of Philippi, uh, that Paul felt with them, is that they cared for him. They were concerned for him, and he loved hearing that. And I tell you what, I'm to this day, and I've been this, I've started year 36 at Cloverdale, and I've, Pastor Alan Cheney's our senior pastor now, and I've moved into a, another role, but I'm telling you what, our people treat us so well, and just uh, love Alan and I, and, and Max, and Brandon, and D and Pete and Don and all those that help serve in our church and serve in pastoral duties. But uh, our people, I'm so proud of them. And that's what God has called us to do. And that's what he called the Philippians to do. And they did. Then he says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in whatever the circumstances. Paul says, I, you know, I'm not trying to say, hey, give me this or give me that, because I have been learned to, I've learned to be content in all circumstances. I don't worry about those things. You know, God takes care of his people. But he says, I know what it is to be in need. He said, I mean, I've been there. I know what it is to have plenty. I've been there. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I've learned it. I've learned to handle life the way it has come to me and I don't have regrets. Paul had a tremendous relationship with the Church of Philippi, and the Church of Philippi was prospering because Paul, number one, listened to God. Number one, came to Jesus. They're all number ones. Number one, served God incredibly once he came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And, of course, Paul was the huge instrument in the book of Acts in help moving the people forward and, and touching and, and changing lives, you know, after he had his conversion. And of course, Peter spoke the uh, day of Pentecost and thousands upon thousands came to know the Lord. The book of Acts is the beginning of the church and revival took place like we want to see right now, right? Right. Then verse 13 is one of the most popular verses in the Bible, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He doesn't say, I can do some things. I can do a few things. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. People, if you leave with nothing else today, leave with this. You can do all things with Christ who strengthens you. He will be by your side. He will guide your life. He will give you wisdom. He will help you through things. Put your faith and trust in him. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, 
please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.